If any, subhanAllah, I, I can't look even at the screen with these uh, blaring, subhanAllah. It is really no complaint, it's nearly no complaint, but this is a real fact. It, uh, it, uh, it, it really uh, hurts the eyes. And the Prophet ﷺ said there is no harm and there is no reciprocating of harm. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. We continue the points of benefit regarding hajj. And... Uh, <coughs> Inshallah, what we will focus upon in this discussion is the is the uh, drive from uh, the movement from uh, Muzdalifa to Mina, the movement from Muzdalifa to Mina, and this uh, occurs on the tenth of the Hijjah. On the tenth of the Hijjah. Now, as to the staying in Mina. The matter revolves between being a rukun, between being a rukun, a pillar, and a wajib, and the medium and correct opinion is that it is a wajib, it is an obligation, where it is to be expiated by slaughtering a, an animal, if the person does not stay the night at Muzdalifa. And we discussed the situations of moving from Muzdalifa for the week after the middle of the night and also concerning the situations uh, of uh, strong who may have weak company with them so this was in the previous class there is no need now uh, to look at it again or to discuss again so the person number one who does not stay in Muzdalifa then there is an expiation upon him slaughtering an animal second situation if he stays at Muzdalifa but moves from Muzdalifa before the middle of the night and does not return to Muzdalifa then also he has to expiate the same then he also has to expiate the same. If he does not stay in Muzdalifa, first thing, there is an expiation upon him. The second situation, if he stays at Muzdalifa, but moves from it before the middle of the night, and does not return during the night, also he must expiate 
he must expiate the same. The third situation, he stays and he stays at Muzdalifa, but then moves from it before the middle of the night and returns and returns to it before Fajr before Fajr before dawn break then there is nothing upon him he stays at Muzdalifa but then moves from it before the middle of the night and returns to it before Fajr then there is nothing upon him the fourth situation fourth situation stays at Muzdalifa and moves from it before the middle of the night and then returns after daybreak, after Fajr, if he was able to catch the Salah in its time, Salatul Fajr, then there is nothing upon him. Stays at Mujdalifa and moves from it before the middle of the night, then returns after Fajr. And if he was able to catch the Salat al-Fajr in its time, then there is nothing upon him. However, if he could not catch the Salat in its time, then he expiates, then he expiates, blood, he expiates with slaughtering by slaughtering an animal the fifth situation so if he could not catch the salah in its time, then he expiates by slaughtering an animal now the fifth situation if he was prevented from reaching Muzdalifa such that he could not reach until after Fajr and Salah time had already ended or he arrives after sunrise then in this case he stays some time then moves ahead moves ahead to Mina this is like the person who misses the Salah due to a legal excuse then he 
makes it up. So, the preponderating opinion in this case is that there is no expiation upon him if he is prevented from reaching Mina. Because he, in this case, left staying at Mina because of his incapability. It wasn't due to negligence. It wasn't due to negligence. So these are the situations with respect to staying at Muzdalifa. Then the pilgrim moves before sunrise. Before sunrise. Remember the exceptions with respect to the weak and the elderly. They may move in the latter third of the night or after the middle of the night. But we are talking now about the general. So the pilgrim the Hajj moves be to Mina. He moves to Mina before sunrise because staying in Mustalif until the sun rises if he takes this stay as a matter of worship then this would be a resemblance to the Mushriks because the Mushriks used to move out from Muzdalifa after sunrise after sunrise and the Prophet ﷺ opposed them and the Prophet ﷺ opposed them so he moved before sunrise so the pilgrim moves in tranquility until he reaches the valley of Muhassir which is a valley between Mina and Muzdalifa then here he hastens then he hastens it is said that the reason for hastening is that this place is a place of punishment in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed the people of the elephant the people of the elephant who came to destroy the Kaaba and therefore the person should move quickly because it is legal if the person passes by a place of punishment to hasten his steps as the Prophet ﷺ did when he passed by the homes of Thamud in the expedition of Tabuk 
and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said la tadkhulu ala haula'i al-mu'adhabin illa an takunu bakina an yusibakum ma asabahum don't enter the homes of those who were unjust to themselves unless you enter weeping lest you should suffer the same punishment as was inflicted upon them so there is a great danger here if the person enters the homes of these of those who were unjust to themselves if he enters then his heart may be hardened by seeing the place and the remains of punishment and therefore he may be inflicted but what by that which inflicted them from belying and turning away this is the meaning of the hadith it does not mean that you will be inflicted by the physical punishment which touched them because it may mean the intangible punishment where a person's heart may be hardened and therefore end up belying the news of revelation and the commands however this being a reason saying that this is the place where the people of the elephant were punished in this place in this wadi, in this valley of Muhassab this is weak because the place where they were destroyed, the place where they were destroyed is known as Al-Mughammas is known as Al-Mughammas which is around the area of Al-Aptah in Mecca outside the limits of the Haram area of Mecca it is also said that the Prophet ﷺ intended to oppose the Mushriks because they used to stop in this valley and remember the great times of their forefathers and so the Prophet ﷺ decided to oppose them and move quickly and it may be that this is the closest reason behind moving or hastening the pace of movement in this valley
Now the direction is to Mina. Mina. And Mina is a known place. It is called Mina because of the abundant blood shed in the area. Coming from the Kathrati Ma Yumna Fiha Minadima. This is the origin of its name Mina. The pilgrim heads to Mina in the direction of Jamratul Aqaba. In the direction of Jamratul Aqaba. And Al Aqaba means mountain. Aqaba means mountain. And it is called Aqaba because there was a mountain behind it, but this was removed. The intention is to reach this Aqaba. and to cast it with pebbles to cast it with pebbles with seven pebbles on the first day of the Eid on the tenth as to the pebbles their size is slightly greater than a chickpea size where these as to from where these should be picked these should be picked on the way to Mina not from Muzdalifa on the way to Mina and in Mina itself the Prophet ﷺ did not pick them up in Muzdalifa and he did not command the companions to do so However, the Tabi'een, the successors to the companions, they used to pick these pebbles from Muzdalifa so that they don't stop on the way to pick them up and delay them in Mina. The Prophet ﷺ casted the Aqaba Jamratul Aqaba on the day of the Eid on the 10th 
while he was mounting his camel where he ordered Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased with him and his father to pick for him the pebbles on the road from Muhassar, from the Wadi so he picked for him seven pebbles he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turned them in his hand and said بِمِثْلِ هَذَا فَرْمُوا وَإِيَّاكُمُ الْغُلُوْ فِي الدِّينِ with the like of these pebbles cast meaning the jamara وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْغُلُوْ فِي الدِّينِ and be careful and be aware not to be excessive in the deen this is the order of the Prophet and this hadith is reported by Nasai and Ahmed and others and Sheikh Al-Albani rahimahullah authenticated it The casting of the Jimar plural Jamara is done because number one it is the command of the Prophet and suffice this to be the hikmah suffice this to be the wisdom because the Prophet said take from me your rituals and he informed والسلام, that this is from the establishment of the remembrance of Allah and from the merits of the casting is what was narrated by Al-Bazzar and authenticated by Shaykh Al-Albani is the saying of the Prophet إِذَا رَمَيْتَ الْجِمَارِ كَانَ لَكَ نُورًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ when you cast the jimar with pebbles, then this will be a light for you on the day of resurrection. So the first thing the person, the pilgrim should start with upon arrival in Mina is to go to Jamratul Aqaba. Casted, to be casted with the pebbles on the day of the Eid. And the rest of the jimar because in total there are three they are not to be casted with the pebbles on this day on this day only Jamratul Aqaba then the next day he will cast Jamratul Aqaba in addition to the rest of the Jamarat and similarly on the third and the fourth of the days of Eid he cast them ordered the first Jamara then the middle one then the Aqaba this is on from the second day of the Eid not on the first day the first day only Jamrat al-Aqaba he casts each one with seven pebbles saying Allahu Akbar 
with each petal throw saying Allahu Akbar with each petal throw meaning Allah is greater As to what is claimed by some common people that they cast the shaitan, the devil, this is wrong, incorrect. As to the way of casting the pebbles, the pilgrim faces the Jamara, leaving Mina to his right and the Kaaba to his left, as the Prophet ﷺ did. And Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, casted in the same way keeping Mecca to his left and Mina to his right and he Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu said هذا المكان الذي أنزلت عليه سورة البقرة أي على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم this is the place where سورة البقرة was revealed upon the Prophet والسلام, as in the agreed upon hadith so this is how he should the position he should take while casting the petals if possible because there could be crowds where this may not be possible if in case there is no possibility then he can cast it from the place where it will be easier for him what is most important to remember is that the pebbles should fall in the pool whether it strikes the post or not whether it strikes the post or not and he should not stay on this day he should not stay after he casts this jamara he should not stay to make dua rather he leaves to slaughter the animals as the prophet ﷺ did another thing to remember is that at the beginning when he reaches the Aqaba and when he is ready to start the casting he stops the Talbiya he stops the Talbiya stops saying Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik stops the Talbiya 
Second thing is that the casting should be successive one after the other and if he casts the seven all at once then it is counted only as once We'll stop here inshallah ta'ala and then we'll continue the rest of the Hajj works tomorrow inshallah ta'ala. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.